You can handle? I can handle. You can handle? Can you, you can handle it? Because we're on. We're on. Did you know we're on? Rock and roll. We're rocking and rolling. Um, welcome. Welcome back, or everyone. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a hot minute since there's been a Sub-Zero podcast, let me tell you that. Um, and, like, I'm just, I'm even having troubles adjusting these little headphones and stuff. It's, it's been a while. I've got some rust. But you know what? I, uh, I think I owe the listeners a, a quick apology because, you know, it's been a while since there's been a Sub-Zero podcast and without warning. And you know what? I, um, I've actually been going really good. You know, I've got a new job, you know, doing, I've been really busy, which is, which is the main reason. So, uh, who we got here? Cal, got, um, Pistol. I'll, I'll introduce you formally in a moment, but, um, All right. yeah, I do, I do, I do owe you guys an apology because there hasn't been a Sub-Zero podcast in a while. And you know, I love making Sub-Zero podcasts. There is nothing more on this planet I love than making Sub-Zero podcasts, but it is difficult to do when you, you've got a full schedule and, um, and, you know, I don't make money off this podcast yet. And that's how you can help me, guys. Because if I made, if, if there was a little bit to keep this going, it would be slightly more self-sustained. And I've had people suggest to me, oh, can you do, why don't you just do Patreon? And I say, mm, fuck Patreon. You know what? Fuck Patreon. Because baristas are some of the lowest paid people um, in the economy, in the, in the Australian economy anyway. Like, I mean, comparatively, we get a pretty high quality of life compared to some countries. But, you know... Um, but also, we were just talking about offline, uh, off air, just a moment ago about yeah, the amount of countries. There's something like forty or fifty countries that this podcast listened to. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll there. listen them off. We'll listen them off. There's there's quite a few, and I want everyone to have access to this podcast for free. I want to do this for free. I don't want you to pay for it. I want someone else to pay for it. And if there's any sponsors out if there listening... If there's a sponsor out there, let's uh, get someone with... You know, it, we, we haven't hammed this one up. I saw the list. It was extensive. Yeah, and it's you know, extensive. Pockets. Yeah, look, I mean, let's make someone who's got heaps more money than us pay for it. You know, so It's a niche audience here, it's but it's, it's an important audience, and you can reach that niche audience. And we can, we can. I want to keep this going. I want to keep this going consistently. I want... I want to provide a good service for baristas around the world, people who are just in, interested in coffee. I want it to be for free. We want you once a week, Kirk. I'd love to. So if, um, but there's a way we can do it. There's a way we can do it, and it's called the two friend rule. The hashtag two friend rule. Each podcast you listen to, I need you listening at home. Yes, you. I need you to tell two friends, because if everyone tells two friends and those two people will tell two friends. I mean, it's... Wildfire. Uh, what, did, what did Walter White call it in Breaking Bad? Exponential growth. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? So we want some exponential growth. But, um, I mean, did you guys have anything more to add to that? Well, yeah, I think that's exactly how you do it, right? You yeah. know, it's especially if you're a, you know, budding young barista or you work in front of house in a lovely cafe somewhere. Yep. you got some people you work with. You're looking around thinking, God, these guys, they just don't know what's up and at all whatatsoever. And you, you want to bring them into the community. You want to get them involved That's in what right. it's all about, this specialty coffee thing. Everyone listens you know, to podcasts. You can listen to the dulcet tones of a one Kirk Pearson interviewing some of you know the industry's greatest. You're making me blush, but you know what? Fuck it, Lars. Get, let, let's get into it. Let's go. I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. Would you like to come upstairs for some coffee? Oh, no, I can't drink coffee later than that. It keeps me up. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Sub-Zero Coffee Podcast. My name is Kirk Pearson, the host of the Sub-Zero Coffee Podcast, and I'm joined by two whimsical, handsome, dashing, talented young gentlemen. Oh, who to go to first? All right, we're going with 
Mr. Cal Mawson. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Cal. It's an honour to be here, honestly. And uh, well, I'm gonna. And just a quick side note for everyone: I call Cal Mawson. He's saved in my phone as Cal Mawson, ass of the century. That's one hell of an ass <laughs> you got there, mate. And we'll touch on that later. <laughs> left to my left, I have Dan the Pistol Mugridge. Welcome to the Subject of Coffee Podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, Long time listener, long, first time uh, podcaster. Oh yes, and is this the first podcast you've ever been on to? No, I've, I've done a, done one or two in the past before in different different kinds of circles, well, is, but it's great to probably, be back in the, the hot seat, as it were. Well, this is probably a great segue, because you two are no strangers to superstardom, let's just say. Um, <laughs> could, could, whichever one of you pleases, what, what do you do in your side time when you're not making coffee? What are you doing? Uh, we make music together under the name Groove City and Jacket Weather. Jacket Weather and Groove City. They so. are two separate projects, just uh, to <laughs> clarify. I know some some project names these days are getting quite convoluted, yeah. but you know, you've got Jacket Weather if you want some of that sort of dad rock vibe, a mm. little bit yachty, you know, mm-hmm. kind what, of... What's, what's like a band I can liken it to? Jacket Weather sounds like Steely Dan meets the Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't right. have said it better myself, to be <laughs> honest. Jesus, you know? It's like we've practised it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, And uh, now, Groove, we- Groove City. Talk to me about Groove City. Groove City is a long-winded wildfire of disco, dancing, ass moves, and... Well, that, that's, probably, that's probably a good <laughs> like, explanation for I you. can't say any more, honestly. So, so Cal has a, you know, like, we can... We, Square's a square, circle's a circle, ass is an ass. That's a you know, that's a pretty impressive booty, isn't it? Like you're Look, we're booty. we're all we're all well adjusted, open minded gentlemen here. And I can say with a straight face, that is one of the greatest asses you'll ever experience in your life. Uh, and yeah, I couldn't I'm quite proud of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've been squatting, you've been doing something and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your exercise regime later. Because, you know, everyone should aspire to that ass. At Cal Mawson on Instagram if you wanna see it. Yeah. Um, okay, so but you are coffee professionals. Yes, we are. That's actually how we met. That's it how is. we met. Um, I don't even. I, I started with Cal before, so I'm going to go Pistol this time. Yeah. Um, Pistol. <clears throat> how did you start in coffee? So how did I start in coffee? I, I it's one of those things. I was always always a coffee drinker from probably younger than I should have been. The old uh, Nescaf blend Quattro de Trace. <laughs> you know? And then from there, you know, you start, you start, and then you just, you know, slowly oh, more and more oh, experiences sort of you come your to way. Blend forty three yeah. next time you're, you know, <laughs> you're hitting Makona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then you know, before you know it, you're hitting Vittoria, You know, espresso. Yeah. Um, okay, so you start off there, uh, and then I guess uh, you know, my first sort of job in the coffee space was working for a contract roaster. Um, and I was sort of just like handling a lot of their packing and warehousing and stuff like that. I'd, you know, mess around, you know, with the roasters and do, do stuff like that. And that was more commodity grade stuff, larger scale things, but still good quality coffee, you know, by, by the standards of the time. And then after that, this is sort of 2012, but really deep in the suburbs. How old are you? I'm 27. Okay, all right. Because you must have been like what, nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've both well, been doing this for. I was about to say, if you years. pull out like you're a thirty or something, I'm like <laughs> far out. Um, okay, so you so you went from contract roasting to to then I uh, worked for one of Shannon Bennett's establishments. Oh, out Shannon in the hills. Bennett, for those listening overseas, uh, esteemed Australian chef. Yes. Over Viewdemond, is that right? Yeah, Viewdemond yeah. is is where he started, and then mm-hmm. kind of grew. 
you know, somewhat of a you know culinary empire off the back of that. Did his Master Chef mm. stint and all the rest of it. So I yeah, and that was a five senses account. And obviously, you know, once you sort of get into the five senses realm of things, it's all about sort of specialty coffee and traceability and that's when I, you know, had my first natural Ethiopian, and Ooh. then it was all kind of downhill yeah, from there. Right? Isn't isn't that a cherry popping moment? When you yeah. had the first natural Ethiopian. You're just like, yeah, it's it's what it's, it's definitely the gateway drug. Yeah, it's yeah. the uh, yeah, and it's you the know, devil's I, lettuce of the coffee world. I've got to sure. say though, I haven't had a good. I feel like Ethiopian naturals have changed in the last four or five years. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's an organic product. Well, you'd, but you know, like a, I don't know. I just haven't had the fruitiness uh, in the last two or three years that, that I used to experience. I, and I think a big part of that shipping, but you know, yeah, I, while I agree with you, Cal and I had a moment. Uh, I guess it was last year, but it was late last year. We went to Melbourne to play a show, and we went to Maker's latest space, which Ooh, is in the CBD. Shout out to Maker, mm. and uh, you know, we sat down at the bar. Great service, lovely gentleman working in there at the time, and puts in front of us a natural Ethiopian. My from, God, from the Yerga Chef region, mm-hmm. pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Mind melter, blueberry like, delight. Oh my God, I've never had such prominent berry flavors in a coffee. You know, they were they were a bit of a cherry popper for me too because there used to be this cafe. Well, there's this cafe still called Aura in Kew in Melbourne, and uh, they started off the owners of maker owned that, and um, you know they were doing stuff out of there. And, uh, yeah, I went to their cuppings when they first started their roasting. I was like, oh, jeez, this is good. Well, yeah, that's, that's been a bone of contention between us because we, I feel like we must have met at one of those cuppings way crossed, back in the day. You know, they're doing frozen coffee now, so if you're doing frozen coffee, you're, you're pretty much automatically a good person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I right, can't so, disagree with that at so all. So fast forward a few years, we met at a Sub-Zero pop-up. Or or at, the, at a semi-permanent Sub-Zero uh, yes, yes, yes. set up in uh, St Kilda, but... Yeah. In the in the height of the plague, shall we say? And it was literally, I, w- I was milking the five kilometer radius thing. Mm. It was probably like maybe a couple hundred meters over the five kilometer radius. But you know, I, don't I'll, tell anyone that, man. I, I know, but <laughs> I, I feel like times have changed. Yeah, Everyone, it was a, it was a crazy time. But you know, you, you'd you'd travel that far for a good coffee, and you know, we we had some we had some good exchanges in that. We did. That strange co-working location. Yeah. Look, and, and you know what? It, it was really good of them because they looked after us. Uh, you know, it didn't really work out in the end, but, you know, we, we the, those co-work made people, uh, shout out to them, you know, good people, mm. uh, really tried to help us out. And, you know, obviously COVID lockdowns and things make things difficult. And just the five-kilometre rule that you're referencing here, we were literally in Australia during the height of COVID banned from <laughs> going five kilometres beyond our house. So. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And you were so. genuinely scared. There was there was like a, a curfew the whole the whole night. 8 p.m. In, in hindsight, it was fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, so because now we've got like, I don't know, like 100,000 cases a day. We're one of the worst. We don't, no one cares. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people are still getting crook, and you know, I'm sorry for that. But you know, they've well and truly just let it rip now. Yeah. All right, so we've got we met at uh, Sub Zero. You're now working doing what? So now we we all ended up in Sydney by some sort of we serendipitous did. turn. Almost of at the same time. <clears throat> and I find myself now as a service technician for Five Senses Coffee and Geese and Roasters. But you undersell yourself a little bit there because, I mean, we didn't touch on this, but you also have a degree in what? Electronics engineering. I love hearing exactly. it. Every time you say it, <laughs> I love hearing it. You know, yeah, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal one of Samuel L. Jackson's lines. You know when he's like, you a smart motherfucker, Brett. 
that's you. You're a smart motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and well into the years. Like, the, the best, like, you came apart when I was doing competition recently, which had a really bad run-up. We'll touch on that in a sec. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 you know, you came and pulled apart my grinders and taught me a lot, and, you know, you, you know your shit, so... Well, you know, as as uh, a wise man once told me, it's not bloody rocket surgery, mate. Oh, oh. He, is, he, is, he is known as Pistol, but it, Deep Cut is also known as Pistolpedia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, uh, we've got to get on from the introduction. We've got to move on to Cal. <laughs> Cal. My Cal. Hello. Ass of the century. Yes, that is I. Talk me through it. First job in coffee. How'd you get into it? Um, I finished school and my father was like, you need to get a job. <laughs> and What's the old man's name? Steven. Steve. Big Steve. Yeah. Steve. He, he told me I had to get a job and that was a fair assessment of my situation. Mm. And uh, Fiscal budget, uh, yeah. the balance wasn't too good. Yeah, it was you know, not. More coming in than coming not out. at all. Limby and, on <laughs> and so he, uh, he knew someone who was running mobile coffee carts mm. um, in... The actual in the Southern Shire of all places, and we can hear a plane going over by now. <laughs> you know, we're in Marrickville, Western Sydney, yeah, uh, the inner west, the deep, inner west, deep Marrickville. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, he he put me in contact with his friend, uh, and he gave me a job off the bat. And I rocked up to this coffee cart in the Shire, which was like a netball gala day on a Saturday. Classic and scenes. Love he it. put me on the till, and I just started taking people's money and taking their orders. And I kept doing that like every Saturday for like a month and eventually put me on shots mm. and then I learned how to do shots and then milk. And then eventually he was lending, like he was giving me his coffee van and I was rocking up on my own to events, running the coffee cart, unloading it. That's how I learned how to reverse parallel park a... Uh, a trailer? A, 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 just a van. Yeah, look, uh, a, st- a skill that can't be overstated by yeah, Manual uh, as well. It's, it's it's quite, comes to very handy. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's do or die moment. Um, but yeah, eventually I just I moved on from there to cafes and the rest is history. It's just a natural progression through. Yeah, and what are you doing now? I, I currently work uh, at Honor in Sydney. Mm, not a bad little joint. And, you know, every now and then I do a cameo shift there as well uh, with our good friend Alex Murphy. Uh, pronounced in the Australian pronunciation is Alex Murphy, but you know, <laughs> we like to say Alex Murphy. Um, so, yeah, no, not, not a bad little place to work. A couple of good coffees there. A few. Yep, very talented team there. I'm a very lucky man to work Very there. lucky man. Um, all right, so we're here on the Sub-Zero Coffee Podcast because Sub-Zero's coming back, making a little comeback. Um, we're resurrecting the Sub-Zero Coffee pop-ups. And we're doing it on the Sunday, the 14th of August, 2022, at Only Coffee Project in Crow's Nest. Shout out to the team there. Oh, that's good. How do, how, how do you feel? Right. Well, as someone who's been probing you about this for some months now, can I say I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic, Kirk? You're ecstatic. There's only one way to describe it, and it's, mm. it's, it's ecstatic because, you know, it's been a tough couple of years all around. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the coffee scene here is, you know, there's, there's some cool stuff going on, but, but there's some people here that can really, you know, get things moving, you know, really make people excited about coffee, bring something special to the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting next to one of them right now, so bloody hell, Kirk. It was about time, so we're stoked, I think, both well, Cal and I, to get yeah, involved I, in this. I honestly, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time as well, and I just feel like it is a massive privilege that you want both Pistol and I to work together 
with you. Well, that's the thing. You guys are going to go to war with me on the 14th. <laughs> uh, we've got another uh, special guest uh, coming who's not here right now. I'm, I'll probably do a podcast episode with him soon. His name's Jamie Thompson. Um, who's working for Silver Chef these days, which is so if you need coffee equipment, go see Jamie, he's a good bloke. Um, so, but I can't, I, uh, I've got another friend who's in the coffee equipment sales game, I'll give a shout out to as well, Jimmy Yeoman, I, I, you know, I can't, can't give Jamie a shout out without Jimmy, so you know, Jimmy, you're cool too. So <laughs> go to one of those guys for your coffee finance. Um, but yeah, like we, like we touched on, you guys are going to be helping me at Sub-Zero. Um, fuck, I'm excited. Just it's it's going to be a gay old time, that's for sure. And you know why? Like the, I, every podcast, every, every pop up, I feel like I, I just have this like prep. You know, when you mow the lawn and you look <laughs> back at the lawn, you've done all the edges. Yeah. You know, the lawn is perfectly mowed from what it was before. The garden's looking sublime. You know, and there's then the look, fresh smell. You look you, the fresh smell, the whole shebang. You look back yeah. at your craft and you think, oh, geez, I've done a good job there. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but the coffee edition. So every pop up or Thing, oh, I'm just like, you know what? This is the best menu yet. This really is the best menu yet. And, you know, it just keeps getting better because uh, we have the best. Uh, uh, what I think is going to be the best. Do you want, should, we talk, should we talk through the coffees that we're going to I was have? just about to uh, suggest you take us through the menu. Okay, all right. Well, should we st- where, where, where should we start? The milk, espresso, filter? I reckon we go milk, filter, espresso. Okay, all right. Well, um, Milk, there's going to be a limited option. I'm going on a slightly more concise menu this time, but it still packs a punch. And by the way, we're, we're getting on the wines. Uh, if you didn't notice, uh, we're, <laughs> I, I have a tactical sort of procedure where I say, well, look, let's have a few wines before we start. It always sort of settles the nerves, gets the good vibes going. And it's worked a treat this time around, I really feel like. But um, coffee number one, um, Black Mass uh, Monteverde Woosh Woosh Roasted for Milk. Oh. I love a whoosh whoosh. Whoosh whoosh. Don't we all? Oh my god! I forget the lineage of whoosh whoosh. The coffee's so nice; they named it twice. Yep. It's just every time you come into contact with a whoosh whoosh, you gotta have a good time. It's, it, it, gets, it, it just gets you tingling down in the plums. It's geisha, but something else. And, and Black Mass, he does a good. He doesn't usually roast for milk. He's usually a pretty filter-oriented diet guy, but he's he's taking well, a punt. And he's going to roast for milk for us. And well, th- this was yeah, uh, this was an interesting one for me because I had been targeted. Advertising wise by Black Mask, didn't know anything about it, and then you come out of the blue and be like, "Have you seen these Black Mask guys? They got a whoosh whoosh. It's crazy. I'm see, getting it for the Sub Zero pop up." <laughs> see, this is what I love about coffee. You find these like roasters that you haven't tried before, and then it's like when it's good, you're just like, "Oh my god, yes! I've got another reliable roaster." Yeah. You know? So um, you know, big shout out to him because he's he he roasts a lot of funky anaerobic ferments. Not like what I have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, to be honest, but like he does a good job. Mm. He does a good job, and he's going to roast this one for milk and wow. Plus, very, you, so. you don't see Woosh Woosh very often, no. if at all. And, no. and that Monteverde Woosh Woosh is sublime. Yeah. It's got to be up there, right? Absolutely. I mean, speaking of Woosh Woosh, we had um, that, was, that was one of the few things that you know, helped get us through the, the right. lockdown it's, last it's year. It's right up here on the Sydney, wall behind me. Is, is uh, Cal had the old subscription to the Proud Mary Deluxe range. Oh, he does And too. so we'd get this little golden tin of joy once a month um, and we'd just sit in our house. Drinking whoosh-whoosh. Just, just drinking. And the whoosh-whoosh was a real standout. They, they mm, had a few yeah. different kind of expressions of that, that mm. coffee. Raw material also, um, they, they had planted some whoosh-whoosh a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. Yep. And um, I was speaking to Keith earlier in the year. Grayson Taylor Coffee, mm-hmm. also f- 
of raw materials fame. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, I've got a whoosh whoosh coming. So, you know, pricked my ears up. And then I got my hands on a bit of that when that, that came through. And again, just, just yeah, it's such a delightful, complex coffee. Mm. Next one uh, for milk, El Diviso Anaerobic Natural Sidra. <laughs> Anthony Douglas. That's Southern a bloody reg- mouthful, Southern, isn't it? Oh, it is, man. it is. It's Southern Regional Competition winner for milk. Um, and apparently, by all accounts, I haven't had the coffee yet, but uh, I've only just heard third, second-hand accounts, and they're all unbelievably positive. Uh, apparently, like a like floral and tastes like pink mustics sticks and strawberries in milk, and, you know, I'm just sort of oh, trying yeah. to, keen to try that. So, thoughts, guys? You came for that one? Well, just like, well, what a way to follow up Woosh Woosh with a Sidra of mm. all varietals. That's... Mm. And I think, you know, we're, we're all a, a very much cut from the same cloth when it comes to really enjoying a, a well-curated milk-based beverage. Mm, see, um, this is the thing. Like, a lot of roasters don't, and this is, a, this is something I've wanted to touch on the podcast for quite a long time, actually. A lot of roasters don't give enough attention to milk. Um, and I'm not saying go and roast your washed Esmeralda Geisha for milk. That, that, that's don't not do that. No, you don't need to do that. But, you know, have a think about what you think applies... Good for milk, and because in Australia, I can't speak for other countries, but in Australia, most people are drinking milk-based coffee, whether it's with full cream or alternative milks, most people are drinking it. It's like 95% of the coffee that we make. It's got to be. like big-time espresso culture in Australia, and so, I mean, you know, why do we always just give them the sort of, you know, premium economy blends? Why don't we give them the, you know, well, business we've got to get some funky naturals well, in there. Yeah. Exactly, and I think, but I think the uh, impression was for a, a long time that, you know, oh, you know, Milk coffee is sort of, it's 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 what the common man drinks. And mm. Once you sort of come over to the dark side of specialty mm. and all that kind of stuff, you know, you're into your filters and your long espressos and that kind of thing. And it's all about you know single origins and 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 just like maximum you know high acidity, all these kind of crazy things. And it's like milk coffee is you know it's what we serve the the plebs. Mm. You know that it's, it's it's a strong take, but it's definitely the kind of conversation I remember having four or five years ago when I was you know working as a barista. It's the truth, though. Well, uh, well, in a in a way, because like I think that uh, people just haven't had enough of a crack at it, and um, you know we all, yeah. we we and we in coffee you, you definitely get those people. Like, I think people come to Sub Zero sometimes. Like if I have a customer. Who brings a relative or something that's not that into coffee? They're quite intimidated. They're like, oh, you know, I usually drink decaf or a milky based coffee. I'm like, well, we have excellent decaf. We and you know, yeah. I mean, it's exactly. it's, a, it's a bit of a shame that the industry's created that perception of itself. But yeah, like, but I, I think I think that's definitely changing. Mm. And um, you know, there's there's always people like yourself out there fighting the good fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, and and I get the pleasure to to work with a, a gentleman. Shout out to William Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, barista. Of many accolades, but currently working as an account manager for Five Senses, and that man's benchmark is a milk-based coffee. Why? Because he's a very functional man. Mm. Because you know, whenever I've been on a bar, that's most of what I'm serving, and that's most of how I'm going to win a customer base over. And mm. he's like, from there, maybe we can talk about different kinds of expressions mm. of coffee. Yeah. But it's like if I can't if I can't suck them in with a flat white, that's absolutely going to just yeah. make them you know shudder with delight. Shudder with <laughs> shudder. delight. Then, it's like a warm hug. Yeah, exactly. It's what it is. And you know, I get the the pleasure of seeing him most mornings of the week, and he'll hand me, you know, a cup of give, warm love. He gives you, know? you a warm hug exactly. with his body and with his flat white. Mm. And you know what? There's no better way to start the day. Yep. 
I'll go out there and say that. Put it on record. Okay. Well, it is well and truly <laughs> on the record now. So, it's, you know, put it in your diaries, folks. Um, all right. So we're moving on to the espresso menu, which at the moment is rather slender. Um, you know, like I said, keeping it concise, we're going to have Anthony's, the same coffee, the El Diviso, uh, but roasted for espresso. Um, so there's two separate roasts. And mind you, again, this is a competition winning espresso, Australian competition winning, so used by Anthony Douglas of Axel Coffee Roasters. Very talented man. Um, I'm excited to try this one. I must say, I really love the idea of having the same coffee to be able to serve in different ways. Mm. Like being able to form the expression of like what it tastes like with milk mm. or as black. Like that just in itself is. You don't have to have an extensive list if mm. you have the highest quality in different versions of that coffee. Mm. I think that's just excellent. And I think I'm going to hit up for the other espresso option. I saw a Honduras uh, on the honor releases today, San Francisco bronze tip gauge. Now, San Francisco, uh, Honduras uh, producer, uh, Don Fabio is his name, I think. Don Fabio. I'm going to roll with it, Don Fabio. Um, <laughs> and he, like, that unbelievable coffees, you know, Wash gauge for espresso when done well. Uh, it's uh, it's game over, really. Yeah, yeah it's just it, it really is. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, very right. excited for that. Um, all right, let's move on to the filters now. Um, so there was, I posted a story today about uh, me missing out on a certain coffee, and I was almost devastated. The and that is my favorite coffee in the world. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I love Bolivian coffee. Oh yes, oh yes. And so when the seven seed Takesi Geisha sold out today, I oh. almost I almost went on those like one of those US style like shooting sprees. <laughs> like it just <laughs> like I was. That's the most un PC thing I've probably ever said on yeah. this podcast. But I'm rolling with it. Yeah, um, I feel what you feel. Yeah, uh, like I was I was deeply upset. Yeah, but yeah. I've secured myself. Some, you know, I've made a few phone calls, you know, to some people. He's pulled in the favours. Well, you know, like I've rated You're that. an important man, Kirk. I don't <laughs> think there's any... I don't think anyone has promoted that coffee by that roaster more than I have, to be honest, because... I, I, yeah, I think I, I only know or I found out of Seven Seas because of you. So. Yeah, well, a bit of context here. I did a top 50, which I need to do again. Um, a top 50 coffees of the year that I'd had, I think, in 2020. Um, so I remember that, yeah, yes. And, what was number one on the list? Seven Seeds to Kessie. Yeah, tied with Coffee Collective to Kessie. I couldn't put one above the other, but I remember that. Unbelievable yeah. coffee. And so for them, you know, to their credit, their wholesale dude is just like, you know what? You, you know, you, you deserve There's this. no way we're not getting you some of that yeah, coffee. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was very good about it. So, and I had, to, I, had an inter, uh, I had an intermediary. So Scott Griesberg, who's the manager of Seven Seeds in Carlton. Uh, where, where, where is it? It's in Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, Seven Seeds in Carlton. Beautiful yeah. establishment. Beautiful <laughs> establishment uh, owned by ex, uh, owned by Mark Dundon. Um, but uh, the manager, ex Saint barista uh, under me, uh, Scott Griesberg, good guy, also from the Central Coast, where I'm living at the moment. Beautiful part of the world. Was there the other day? Anyway, so he and you didn't say hello to me. Okay, no. this is a bit of controversy here on the podcast. He's probably didn't. too busy watching. Not a the call. Sunset. Not a text. Where'd you go? Malibu? No, I was at Malibu. <laughs> Far out. I was Called just, I was just up. You could have come in for a coffee. <laughs> oh, mate. I can tell you what. Absolutely run off my feet. Okay. Well, reprimand for you. Okay. <laughs> one strike. You worked uh, too hard. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, you know, if I would, that the coffee's going to be there. Um, I think the, so last year's harvest 
in my honest opinion, wasn't as good as the harvest the year before, only by a slight, uh, a slight touch. But we're, we're talking splitting hairs territory. We're talking here, splitting right? hairs. Yeah. We're talking, you know, 91, 92 points. Or yeah. Fucking, you know, 99, 100%. Um, <laughs> just knocking your socks off with slightly less gusto. Yeah. Slightly less, but only ever so slightly. Yeah. And I will Still say. Still class nine either. Come on. <laughs> this, this, this is a good segue into the next coffee I want to introduce, which is the. Uh, Las Alicidas Anaerobic Wash oh. Geisha by Code Black. Oh, here now, we go. Now, I'm, I'm going to give Code Black a real big shout out here. Real big shout out. They made me the best coffee I've ever had. Wow. Now, I am a man, I would like to think, who has you know, had a few coffees in his time. Yes. A few good coffees. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been to Las Alicidas. That's, and that's something. I know the farm well. But, um, you know, this isn't the best coffee I've ever had. The one I'm about to mention. The best coffee I've ever had was made by... Uh, some dude with really curly, fine red hair at uh, Code Black in Brunswick, and it was a 90-plus Lot 52 Jose Alfredo Lactic Natural Geisha. What a mouthful that, what a mouthful that was. Um, oh, Todd Suda's calling me. Jeez, I wish I could dial him in. Uh, I might have to put that through the message bank, but, you know, we'll come back to that later. He's literally getting a phone call from Todd Suda. It's like um, he knows that yeah, we're doing it's this. It's like he knows we're onto it. Um, but yeah. It's all that inner west cosmic energy, you know. Yeah. yeah, but that was literally the best coffee I've ever had. Like, it sort of had me on my back purring like a walrus. You know, I'm like, just like, oh, my God, you know, like having a fit. Yeah. Um, was it as a filter? Was It, it a- was a filter. It was years ago. Um, I can't remember what year, but. Yeah, some year it, it was literally the best coffee I've ever had. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, not far away from it is the Las Alicidas anaerobic wash geisha that we're serving at the pop up. And I just want to say, like, I give Takesi you know a, a big, big you know PR um, shout out, if you will. Absolutely. But you know, it's I wouldn't say it's better than Las Alicidas. Uh, it's it's a lot higher. But I would not say it's better than Las Alicitas. Like this, this coffee from Las Alicitas will really—it's um, it, just a flower party. I mean, yeah. that, to me, it's probably like one of the highlights of the menu um, that's going on. And uh, I mean, I really, I really reckon everyone should. Uh, There's not many experiences better than a floral bomb. Let's oh, be honest. No, and this is just—it's just like I've—I feel like I've gone through a bit of a flavor roller coaster of what I like to enjoy. Like I've started it where I was in coffee, then there's just been this anaerobic revolution, and you know I've you know I've gotten over that. Like I'm I still enjoy anaerobic coffees, but now I find myself enjoying like a wash geisha and like a really clean natural a bit more. Um, so um, well, yeah. yeah, this was something we were discussing, you know, not so long ago. Is that that I think it, you know washed coffees were just pushed so much you know, a number of years ago because, you know, if it wasn't washed, don't worry about it, mm. you know. Everything else, it's it's. I'm tasting defect, even if it was extra mm. fermentation, you know, uh, you know, lactic fermentation, all that kind of stuff, mm. you know. There were, there were some stalwarts that were but like, no, no, nah, nah, if it's not washed. Well, see, that's what... And I kind of see where they were coming from, a little bit. Kind of. But when I go to a cafe and it's only washed coffees, for some reason in my mind... and. You know, this is probably going to be that upsets perceived. me. It, 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 this is probably perceived the, way, the the wrong way, and and you know, self deprecating in a lot of ways. But it just <laughs> strikes me as specialty coffee for white people. You know, it's just bland, yeah. boring. You know, and we're all white, yes, but we are. like you know, you got to mix it up a bit. But you just you, be a you bit need a bit of funk in your life. Yeah. You do, yeah. especially. And we're, I'm coming back to the milky game because mm. at the end of the day, that's I, where I personally think. Naturals and funky fermentation sing best is mm. within the milk because mm. the milk is the canvas in which these f- like 
further processing methods get to seeing the most. Well, probably, yeah, you know, and it neutralizes, like, as a filter, for example, like that whoosh whoosh, it's pretty full on. Yeah. What we're talking about it. it's pretty full on, you know, big cacao sort of, you know, fermenty vibes. But uh, through milk, it's just like, you know, a dessert like, you know, exactly. Creme brulee and, you know, you're getting fruit and. You really get to explore different kind of specific desserts mm. and confectionery and stuff like that. And next uh, on the list is the Cruz Loma Anaerobic Washed Sidra from <laughs> New Wave Coffee. So, um, and we like New Wave. We like New Wave. We like him a lot. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, who owns it, um, you know, he's hard to get a hold of these days. Doesn't sell. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he, he came second in a competition, and you know, yeah, too important a, for me now. But uh, exactly, he's just <laughs> skyrocketed. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, I missed out on his thinking Naguo that uh, that was released recently. But he he does a hell of a job, and uh, you know, it's a it's a hell of a coffee. So, and uh, good big shout out to him. First year, came second in a regional competition, ranked second in the country, I think. You know, first year. I that's, mean, that's yeah. Pretty impressive. And he's like 23 or 12 years old or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I don't see any difference. In well, my days. first little stint, um, you know, professionally in Sydney, when I'm, when we moved back here, well, you moved back here, I came for the first time, <laughs> as I worked in a little kiosk at the end of Martin Place called Diggy Doos. Oh, <laughs> Diggy Doos. Shout Diggy out to, to Paul Lee. Paul Lee. Yeah. Um, Previously of Auntie Peg's... Can, I, no. can we just dedicate 30 seconds to Paul Lee here? Oh, oh I, yeah. I can dedicate as many yeah. seconds we as you want to that, We can go for a man. long time Because Paul this. Lee is an OG at Proud Mary's in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. He made the decision to move his family to Sydney. He opened up Diggy Doos, which was like a little, like a, you know... Like it's a, news- a new... Like, picture a newsstand at the end of, like, a, a busy street in, in a uh, CBD area. And this yeah. guy's doing... And this tons. guy's got... Yeah, he's got a three-group... A strata in there, and he's got you know it, it was it was chaos in the best kind of way. Yeah. Oh man! But you know that that is the perfect example of just a guy who never says never. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he's you know he puts people before money all the time. He could make a lot more money than he does. Yeah, a lot. But, <laughs> but he puts his commute like if you go to Diggy Doos and buy a coffee. Put five dollars in the tip jar as well. You're gonna get it. You're, so. you're gonna get a coffee that you should be paying a lot more than you are. And for. he does it. Um, he, he does it for the love and, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure he's keeping his family afloat, but, like, honestly, I, I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Yep. Everyone does, and for good reason. Mm. And and why I brought that up in the first place was because he would always champion, you know, some roasters that maybe were, were trying to trying to kick things off but were doing something different and a bit special. Mm. Um, namely, people like Yama Kim, um, when he, he kicked off the Liebel coffee thing, We'd drop off some samples around, and, and you know we'd we'd sling them from the the kiosk in Martin Place, and they were crackers. Mm. And then he he tells me about this this young young gentleman started a business called New Wave Coffee, Ugh. and then you know um <laughs> we're just getting some amazing amazing roasted coffees through, and they were just a pleasure to dial in, a pleasure to serve to the the good people of Sydney. The suits on Martin Place. It was <laughs> grouse. Mm. It was absolutely grouse. But and cu- this guy has just gone from strength to strength, and it's it's wonderful to see. But it's just like cuppings in the middle of a Sydney street, like a busy <laughs> suburban like CBD street, and you know he, he just does not give a flying kahuna. No. So I like that guy, and uh, he's you know, doing well, a good thing well, <laughs> for the suits of Martin yeah. Place. Well, well, that that kiosk sadly got shut down by by um, Sydney Sydney City Council. Yeah, rest, um, in, rest in good sweet peace. But Fear not. The, the he's, he's revived himself. He's revived himself. Just off Bridge Road, down a little arcade, you can go and sit down and you know 
just have a good time. If, if you're just, in he, Sydney, even if you, if you in, just want to chat, you don't even have to drink coffee. He's just he's just he's just a good good cat. If you're in Sydney, if you're coming to Sydney, if you want to come to Sydney, go see Paulie at Diggy Doos. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, next coffee. Jeez, I'm having so much fun here. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. Um, so. I have been in contact, and I was talking to you guys about this off air with a good friend of mine, uh, fellow podcastee, uh, or sorry, pod, for, uh, former podcast guest on this podcast, Matthew Winton, very, very successful barista, world very yes, world Brewers Cup champion, two time Swedish, Switzerlandish, whatever ish barista. I don't know where who's competed for, but one of them. Um, so he, he's a very accomplished guy, but he's started his own brand called Rose Rose Coffee. Um, let's start off with the first coffee, Fazenda Cajuera de Grama Natural Brazilian. My highlight of oh. this coffee, I mean, I could talk about the coffee all day long, but the highlight of this coffee is, is not the coffee itself, it's a bit of the coverage of this coffee. Has any of you, have either of you ever watched um, Has Been's In My Mug uh, on YouTube at all? No, anyway, I haven't. It used to be held, hosted by a guy called Steve Leighton, who is in the intro of this podcast. And wow. um, I've been trying to get I've, – I've sent Steve a message a couple of times. I don't even think he's read it, but I'm campaigning to get Steve Leighton on this podcast. Um, I'm sure you'll get there. Anyway, yeah, so, so for anyone out there listening, if you've got if you've got the ear of Steve Leighton, yeah. just, just give a little chirp for us. Yeah, because yeah, he used to – in his videos, he'd go – Fazenda Cajuera de Grama. In fact, if you're if you're yeah. if you want to pause this podcast and just go look at that, it is <laughs> fucking worth the laugh because <laughs> Steve Leighton's accent is so good and Fazenda Cajuera de Grama. Oh, I just love it. Um, then next we've got the uh, uh, from Ecuador. It is a Tibga Mejorada from a farm called Soledad. Now I've not tried this coffee, but Matthew Winton says it's amazing. Well, there are some Ecuador. Ecuadorian coffee's floating around at the moment. Tis the season, mm. and I have been very much enjoying what I've been tasting. Mm-hmm. And if Matthew Winton says it's amazing, I mean, this is the man, the champion of the V60. Mm. So, I mean... The World Brewers Cup champion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he knows Ecuadorian coffee because it was 40% of his uh, uh, World Brewers Cup winning blend, the other 60%, of course, being Eugenoides. Eugenoides. And I've got to be honest, I'm not a huge Eugenoides fan. I'm not. It's very sweet, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm wondering true. if I should say what I actually think of it. Well, you and I, Speak you and truth. I tried some Eugenoides at on a coffee in Marrickville mm-hmm. um, shortly after that particular competition, and mm-hmm. and we were discussing the kind of you know the merits and and you know, it's just genuinely what we thought about it. Yeah, and look, and we both were very much on the fence. I think. Yeah, look, but I think that was the general consensus is that by itself. It is a specific thing. Yeah, look, but within by a itself, blend, I can't, I, I can't drink it and yeah. enjoy it. I can't do it. But the within blend, a blend, the, the blend that yeah. Matthew made, I will say that forty percent Ecuadorian really just sort of turned it into something different, didn't it? Mm. Um, like I can't, I cannot drink it by itself. Um, but with that blend, it just had so much acidity and sort of like it literally just was like popping candy in your face and the aroma. It was just it was a World Brewers Cup winning coffee. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, no doubt. Yeah, that's us touching on huge noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we'll leave it there. Um, next, uh, Finker Jansen, washed geisha. 
Oh, come let's on go. now. Oh, man, I love Finger Jansen. Oh, don't yeah. we all? Man, I love yeah. Finger Jansen. Oh, They're just man. like consistently reliable, always good. It's like it's like the Carmelone of coffee. Always We're coming delivered. back to that wash gauge. Yeah, and I think they do a bit of mechanically dried stuff at uh, Finger Jansen. No, I'm you know I'm a big fan of mechanically dried because um, in my trip to Bolivia, what I know, what, what I learned was that the rainfall in Bolivia was so sporadic that you just can't dry coffee properly. So they use things called cocoa dryers and often like these mechanical dryers and a brilliant way to sort of speed up the... Sort maybe of even more consistent may- and maybe, efficient. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so it, it speeds it up a bit and, you know, they always do a great job. So shout out to Finger Jansen. They've always... Big um, shout out to fin- Finger Jansen for They've sure. always uh, produced excellent coffees. I think they're <coughs> well up there within the highest echelons of, um, of specialty coffee. So... Um, yeah. Also particularly... You know, strong place in my heart because I the the end of last year uh, there's a there's another gentleman that used to work at on a Marrickville and has now moved on to Neighbourhood Coffee in Surrey Hills. Oh. Big loss for Honor, big who's gain that? for them. Who's that? Connor. Connor. Oh, Connor, Connor McSweeney. McSweeney. Oh, the, man the man himself. And he and I used to trade doses of interesting coffees that we'd come into contact with. And I believe I had a an X grade Geisha from Tin Man. Benjamin ah, Stronach oh, down in Melbourne. Give him a shout out too. And so I, I was one of the best coffees. It was delightful. Oh. And so I thought, you know, who will like this, um, Mr. McSweeney. So I, I gave him a dose down at on a uh, on a Marrickville when I was there grabbing a takeaway coffee on my morning perambulations. <laughs> and I told you about Pistol Peter. <laughs> Did I not? And so and and he he returned the favor and gave me a dose of a Jansen Geisha. Mm. Um, naturally processed, if I believe uh, correct, if I remember correctly, and I went down to Melbourne um, to, over the Christmas period to see my family, and you know the dreaded lurgy struck me down. Couldn't uh, taste or smell for like two cough. weeks. The spicy cough came good finally, and on my first day out of captivity, the smell and taste slowly ret- returning to me. I went down to uh, a, a rather new space for me, but he'd been around for a little while. Micah Coffee Brewers, shout out, and Ferntree Gully. Ferntree oh. Gully. Now, Ferntree Gully, for those listening, is true shinboner Australian. You know, that Soul is, to the earth. So, you know, that is, it is, it, it's like, it's middle class Australia through and through, but you, you know, you'll find your Australian Australians there. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, so let, let me just say I was... Pleasantly su- surprised, if not almost slightly shocked, that a man had the audacity to set up, you know, mere like spitting distance from massive Aldi. What's that bloke's name? Oh, I remember. I've met him. He used to be the head brewer at Abacus. Yes. Um, oh, he, this is got, really bad. Why did you have to throw me under the bus like that? I wasn't <laughs> gonna, <laughs> You're no, going I'm, so strong. <laughs> no, no, I'm throwing myself under the bus too. And I'm saying it's like this really important moment There's for another me. Guy I there. can't even remember the guy that I <laughs> oh, brewed the no. coffee There's with. another guy, uh, Taiwanese guy there, ex-Abacus as well, uh, Andy Hong, mm-hmm. uh, who, who's working there. But uh, it'll come to – is it Charlie? Anthony. Tamilan, Brandilan, fucking Becky. <laughs> I'm, I'm just still doing that scene off Ted. That well, Mark Warburg scene off Ted now. So yeah, I, I mean, like I, I'm 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 going to internally scold myself for not remembering his name, but for for the purposes of this podcast, Monsieur Micah. Yep, we were well said. I, you know, great save, great save. I, yeah. I I just wanted to go and experience what what they were doing there, and can I say, apart from the fact that I can't recall his name, everything was. 
he's just doing doing something that that place needs, mm. and there is a there turns out there is a <laughs> an audience for that, and he because he's just doing coffee in there, little bit of food, but you know he's passionate about it. Anyway, long story short, had the dose of Jansen in the back pocket. I was like. Oh, a little bit the cheeky, but, yeah. But I was like, I, I was gifted this just before I came down to Melbourne. Haven't had the opportunity. Is to this the? It. Is this the? You might not know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like you just well, it no. It, it was one of those. It was one of those. Show me mine, and I'll show you yours. Kind of <laughs> because he's he's like, oh, check this out, and he had some. Um, he, he had some pretty 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 significant coffees on the bar there. So I was like, all right, you know. <laughs> Well, but we shared it together, and you know, I, I just remember enjoying the coffee so much I forgot the man's name. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the yeah. The, the, you you over caffeinated. Should, should, should we give him like an alias name or something? You know, who's, who's like a he's like you know. He's, what I, I'm going with Mizzy and Micah. Yeah. Mizzy and Micah. What are you? What are you? What are you going to lock in? John Smith. John Smith. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh. I had oh, no. I had you put something. yourself on the spot here. Yeah, no, I had something, but it was like we're gonna have to make a so. pilgrimage down there. Yeah, now. yeah, no, look, to... and just like you know, bend over at his feet, full, give him the biblical three kings treatment. Walk in there with some nice coffees and say, "I'm sorry, I'm, I'm terribly yeah. sorry about forgetting." But I need to. We'll walk in wearing the shirts, maybe the headphones, maybe the podcast and entourage. <laughs> and we'll <laughs> to <laughs> anyone listening to this podcast, just do us a favor, like. Yeah, cover for our sins here and go follow Micah Coffee Brewers on oh, Instagram. Yeah. But also, if you're in the Ferntree Gully please. region, if, you, if, if, you, if you're yeah. going out there because, like you, you know, like me, you have family that live in that part of the world, mm. and you know when you're going out there, you're going to be hard pressed to find a good brew. You it's just, I, 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 you know, things may have changed. I haven't been there in some months. I will will admit, but you know, the growing up in that place. area, it did take. It's taken quite some time to sort of catch up to where everything else is. So you grew at. up a conservative, conservative Australian, went to university, sort of got your sort of liberal views. Yeah, but with the, the thing is, growing up in the hills, the Dandenong Ranges, as it were, mm. you know, sure, there's there's that that conservative element. It's like get yourself a trade, son, you'll yeah, do well. Yeah, become a real estate agent, put heaps of hair gel in your hair, you'll be right. Yeah, that that kind of thing. There's also the, all the hippies that live there, and it's just like. No, Mac is as terrible and like, you know, you should like not Mac wear shoes because you need mm. to ground yourself to the earth for the, you know, electromechanical properties and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the best of both worlds, yep. right? Yep. Becoming um, a barista. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. Micro coffee brewers. Where, yeah. where, where, where were you again? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jansen Estate Geisha. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. where that, yeah, the special place that was, in that our was one hell, That was a great segue. Uh, great. Sort Sorry, of, I, tangents are kind of my yeah. thing. No, no, no. And, you know, I, I think that was good podcasting, to be honest. honest I mean, if you're not entertained after this, then fucking stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. yeah. And tell two mates. Oh yeah, hashtag tell two friends. <laughs> yeah. Tell two mates yeah. that tell you stopped listening. <laughs> no, Super. No, no, no. Hashtag tell two friends. Yeah, just tell two friends tell about two friends. about Sub Zero. All right. <laughs> Next up on the Sub Zero menu, we have Finker Hartman Natural Geisha. Oh, oh now, now we're this is the one that gets my you know the, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah, difficult enough. Yeah. You know that this is like everyone you know. You <sighs> Strap yourself yeah. in, folks. <sighs> <You know? laughs> Just oh. take a deep breath, everybody. Oh, Dan turned to do an exhale. Come on. <sighs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so, uh, Finker Hartman, um, one of my all-time favourite farms 
of coffee all time ever. It's Absolutely. just incredible. And, you know, you know, I think when you think Panama Geisha, I mean, the top three that come to your mind, you got you think of Debras of the World, yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah, what would be the number, th- number three? Like Bambito Estate or like, I don't Alita. know. Alita. Yeah. Iris Estate. Lamastus Stanley. Uh, yeah, it's kind of new, but um, yeah, Lamastus, uh, all those Lamastus families. That's just so But Finker Hartman is right up there among the best of them. Oh. The best of them. Uh, I have had some truly uh, sort of like just bash your face against the table experiences <laughs> with Finker Hartman and um, not just their geisha as well, like their Katura, you know. Well, just, yeah, I was going to say I, like um, I believe Proud Mary had their, their, their Katura a couple of years ago and we, we had, <laughs> took one fateful trip down. I, I, pro, I believe we were also mortally hungover, which is oh. probably not the not the way to taste. Honestly, to segue, well, not but to I just segue, remember, I, rem, I just remember, you know, in a biblical sense, being resurrected <laughs> by just how magnificent this coffee I feel, was. I feel, I feel like Cal's got something good to say here. Cool. Well, I just no, not to segue, but like I was obviously there with you, <laughs> but I remember like it was yesterday because when you bring up the fact that we were mortally hungover, it was also the day that I decided to try Panama coffee for the first time in my life. Okay. And it was Finger Hartman. Jesus Christ. And it changed me forever. Did so it revive you from your hangover? I was no longer hungover, as it were. Yeah, yeah. We, we, were, we were operating in a special kind of zone, I think, <laughs> after that. Because right. that, that was I also... Just, uh, yeah. All right, I think I'm going to introduce a new segment yeah. here. <laughs> like, right here, right now. And you, you, I'm going to extract the story from you both right here, right now. Best hungover work story, starting with Cal. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, this is, this is good. Best chat, hungover though. work story, starting with Cal. Uh, best hungover work <laughs> story. to start? You're, you're, probably, you're probably the most qualified person to tell this because yeah. like, it's like you it's like every day it's like oh i'm not i'm not drunk enough to go to work tomorrow i need to keep drinking yeah. so go on keep going uh, my best hungover work story i believe uh, i i don't know whether it was whether i was hungover or whether pistol was hungover <laughs> um but i think uh i i rolled i the night before i was with my manager at the time and i said to him so confidently I could do the floor better than anyone else. <laughs> no worries, no chance. And this is classic culture. No, no problems at all. Like, man, I'm wasted behind the machine spinning milk, even though that is where I belong. <laughs> and he was like, true, 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 like, no worries. And then the next day, I roll in a little bit later than him, and he goes, Cal, my man, you're on the floor. <laughs> And boy, was it one of the hardest shifts of my entire life. <laughs> oh. Not only was he on the floor, he'd been gifted the most <laughs> difficult job of the day mm. because he'd been so audacious as to express his, you Who know, I think I was. His abilities and and how, you know, magnificent they were to the manager who would love nothing more. Then to, to just take you down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me crash and burn. <laughs> All right. So, um, how many hours did you work that day? Do you reckon ten? Okay, that's that, was a, a, that was a solid. That was a, it. Was a it was a painful one, and yeah, I, right. I would never do it again. All right, pistol. Here we go. I I had a particularly in. Infamous night one night where I, I I basically decided to sample all of the delights that Melbourne had to offer. <laughs> oh, no, um, and it started off with a, a a couple of couple of quiet beverages after work at my 
humble abode in Hawthorne at the time. I say humble abode. It was a asbestos shed that I had that I had a filthy Melbourne that, chair. That no, I had no built windows. a room inside. Like I did the plastering myself and I am for the podcast listeners out there not a plasterer. <laughs> you know, an electrical engineering degree doesn't get you anywhere close to knowing how to putty gaps in the wall. Doesn't make you Stephen Hawking. So yeah. I'm I'm in this windowless shed, so any any chance to get out of the house is, you know, welcomed. Couple beers into town. Anyone who's an Anthony Bourdain fan out there will know that he Bourdain? Bourdain. 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 Not Bourdain. Bourdain. No, no. You're not Bernay sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just I was just a little bit overexcited. Yeah. It's no, a good sorry, sorry, continue. Continue on. Uh well he, he famously said that one of, you know, his favorite places to eat Sichuan food not in the Sichuan province is actually a place called Sichuan House in Melbourne. Ooh. My god, it's good. Uh, it is good. There. It's yeah. that that the, that kind of food where the the pepper content is so intense that you get the face tinglies and you go a bit numb and funny. Gets those little fucking glands that like slightly blow your ear and your jaw firing. Yeah, and that was that was um the Houston to my sort of cosmic launch of an evening and then you know basically long story short all of the various rooftop bars and speakeasies in that general vicinity were entered and you know definitely engaged with um and next minute i find myself you know behind a coffee machine cal standing next to me and i was not in a good way and he basically just rode me like a you know County Stallion. Look, the way that I remember it is that all you had the capacity to do was spin milk, and you can spin milk better than most men that I've ever met. So all I had to do was just keep you spinning <laughs> for ten hours, and and we made it. We made it work. He was basically just working me like a, a like you know, so it's like do this and then go there and then do that, and I was just like putty in the man's hands because I was like the only way I'm getting through this is just to listen to everything Cal says and do it and that way I don't have to think and it'll keep me busy enough to not to distract me from just how awful I was feeling mm. alright now it's your turn Monsieur, oh, shit, I was Monsieur that. I'm just like am I going to have a job after <laughs> I tell this story we have to have like... the trifecta man okay, yeah right, look right. obviously you know Details, details, details. Don't right. have to. Don't have to get into specific specifics. Oh, I'll, I'll go as specific as I can. I was working at yeah. Saint Ali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love this story. I can't remember what year. Um, but oh, that's already off to a running so start. It was Boxing Day, and Saint Ali is never closed. So there's literally not one day of the year it closes. Um, that's insane. It's insane. Anyway, so I'd done Christmas Day and I'd done Boxing Day, and at the time I was a head barista, so I wrote my own roster. So I was very aware of what hours I worked and what hours I didn't. But uh, uh, lo and behold, uh, someone had rostered me on for a floor shift um, (laughs) and I didn't know about it. So what did I do? I went to Melbourne's finest establishment, Revolver, and um, and I think you can see where this is going. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, there's an abbreviation on the internet, but if you know, you know. Let's let's not go there. (laughs) Uh, Let's not go too specific on that. But anyway, so I sort of finished up there at about 7 a.m. So I get out and the sun's rising and I'm, you know, I catch a taxi home. I'm about to go to bed. (laughs) Haven't slept. And before I hop into bed, I get a... Well, my phone's just on fire. The manager's like, Kirk, where are you? <laughs> Kirk, where are you? I'm just like, oh, dude, 
I'm about to go to bed. Dude, I'm about to be, I've been, I've been partying. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm feeling it. And he goes, <laughs> no, you're not. Uh-huh. No, you're not. Uh, this is his name's Ray 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 Bonet. Uh, you know, great guy. You know, I won't hold the story against him, but he said you get your ass to work right now. So I went, and <laughs> oh, so I, I pretty much yeah, I presented to work. I did shower. You know, I hadn't slept. Of course, I'm still you know pretty half cut. And I said to him, "Look, mate, I I just don't think it's a good idea. I'm on the floor. I'm gonna you know I run that bar. I'm just gonna go swap someone out and just go work on the bar. It's it's in everyone's best interest." And he goes, "Yeah, I agree." Anyway, so get the first coffee. Trying to pour it in, I missed the whole oh. cup completely. There is milk spilling all Ooh. over this fridge. Oh, they man. Made me, they made me stay after eight hours for punishment. Oh, that is rough. Yep. Rough, rough, rough. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impressed and I feel and you know, sorry for you. And it was like the, the, after in the third hour of being there, there was just like this intensely painful headache. I'm just like, oh, mm. this is hell. And then um, I pulled through. Uh, you know, I went to on my smoke break. I went and got a hydrolite. Um, nice. So, it's like you know, the concentrate thing. Yeah. yeah. Sculled the whole thing. Nice. Um, and then a couple of Nurofen, and I, I actually performed real well that day. No like, doubt. And and that's the thing. I think you know, for any of the the sort of people that su- subscribe to that sort of new agey hustle mentality mm. kind of stream of life that seems to be rife in the culture at the moment, mm. you know. That's that's the David Goggins approach. Don't care. I don't care how bent you are. Stay hard. You know, just just work a thirteen hour shift after you've absolutely destroyed various organs. And you know what? I went out that night again. Of course you did. Because Because the thing is, you would have felt so elated after finishing that shift. You would have been like, I'm 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 invincible. Yeah, and and you you finish that shift, and you have. You, you have a water and you have a beer and you go. I actually feel all right. Yeah. Well, you see, there's a chef there called Daniel Dobra. And do you know? Do you guys know Dobbers? No. no. I don't know if he, if he listens to this podcast. Probably don't. He's got better things on. But um, you know, like he was just like, "Jake, you coming for a beer?" I'm like, "Oh no, nah, man, I haven't slept." He's like, "You coming for a beer?" So like, that pretty much means I'm coming for a beer. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that that uh, the man only asks twice. You don't want to get to the third time. And you know what? We still got two more coffees to talk about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, yeah, perfect is, segue. This is the Vino talking for us. All right, all right. So, um, I got I got to introduce this with a bit more sort of gusto because these are two are like the creme de la creme coffees. Uh, this, you want a drum roll? Okay, yeah, go. Longboard coffee. Oh, have either go. of you ever heard of longboard longboard coffee before? Not until you mentioned it yesterday, Dan. I'm in the same boat as Cal. See, I hadn't even heard of it until this year, but apparently it's been going for a few years now. Really? Yeah. And Matthew Winton tells me that they produce so little coffee. I mean, like they obviously have a commercially viable amount of coffee that they produce because mm. they've been self-sustaining for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, but they don't produce much coffee. It's it's not like a huge production like other farms in the region. But there is um, a honey, and there's a natural. And uh, this is by far the most expensive coffee I've ever bought, and he's roasting it exclusively for us. So big shout-out to Matthew Winter for that. But this, I am told, is the main event with a capital M and a capital E. Oh. And uh, I, I, I don't even know what to expect, but it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. And, um, like, I've never tried it before. It's, it's arriving later this week, and I, I'm just so, so excited. Um, yeah, and I, I, I just can't wait to try a new producer. Your thoughts? Look, 
we've spoken about Matt Winton previously this evening, mm. and anything that he says to me just goes. It's gospel. It's just gospel. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's also like a. What, what are you? An electronic engineer or some shit? Yeah, he's, he's one of those, but for the military. Uh, that, that's, he was. That's better because that's, that's better. That's where they pay you good for for doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Do you want to do that pistol? Uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Well, well said. Yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of like potential conflict going on these days, but you know, like. Uh, the, the thing I say about this is, like, you know, we, we've got the Russia-Ukraine conflict still going on, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think Vladimir Putin would want to do that if he had, like, a longboard geisha in front of him every day? Well, th- that's just the thing, right? You know, you've you've got these experiences to really change people's minds. Mm. And mm. it's just like, d- does it really matter that much? Yeah, like, I can, just, Xi, I can Xi Jinping would just forget about Taiwan if he had Can we just a, all share a, a filter? Just have a finger Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. fucking chill just, out, guys. Fuck. You know, get some Jansen up in us. Yeah, like Europe I, can have their oil. It's you know, you know it's coffee diplomacy. I exactly. like it. You know, we could we could probably and you know I don't want to trivialize the issue here because you know it's pretty serious. But like you know, like get a good coffee into you guys. You might you you'll, you'll see a different perspective. Don't you think? 100%. Honestly, everything goes from black and white to color when I drink the coffee. For the <laughs> exactly, first time. and you know I just don't think these bloody warlords get it. <laughs> and you know. Tongue and cheek aside, mm. you know th- that's that's one of the things we love about these tasty coffees is because you know the, the more we jump around and shout about it, the more we you know get people involved in it, the better it is for those people that are growing the coffees mm. and you know that are involved in the whole value chain. And it's it's you know it's it's something that's the I think point that of it at the I, th- end of the I day. think I think it's it's one of the main things that that we enjoy about about the whole situation. So. Mm. And, you know, we're going through an era, an interesting era to be alive in, really. Like, it's, uh, you know, high inflation, uh, lots of high inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are, you know, their real income is going down. Uh, so that is the amount. So, you know, once inflation sort of hits their income, how much they can actually purchase. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a turbulent time to be alive and a turbulent time to be in the coffee industry and turbulent time to be in any industry, really. But... Um, you know, we keep working through it. We keep working through it. I mean, we're saying this, like, we're going to be selling expensive AF coffees at uh, Sub-Zero, but... Um, but I think that's the that's the thing, right? Is uh, I know this is something that's been somewhat of a bee in your bonnet for, time, for, for some time, Kirk, but I think, you know, that that value proposition that, that coffee has and the way that that's kind of... The, the market's developing... Uh, I think we've all experienced different, very different things in different cities around the country and and around the world as to to where they place their value, especially when it comes to something as you know rudimentary and so much a part of everyone's daily experience as drinking a cup of coffee. Mm. And at the moment, with all of this inflation going on, I think you know there are probably a lot of business operators, particularly in Australia, that you know specialty coffee had become this sort of important popular kind of thing and was almost a prerequisite to if you were going to open some something that was serving food during the day and now i think you you're probably more pressed to think about do i really want to spend the extra money and the extra effort developing a coffee program around high quality specialty coffee because i'm going to have to charge more and i'm going to have to spend more 
and you know, I think it will create that that disparity that's needed to to make the market kind of move in an organic mm. manner. Yeah. So that you know, if you just want to have coffee in your space, that's cool. You can do that. There's commodity coffee. It's important still, you know, in a global sense to keep things sort of turning around. But if you want to do that stuff, if you want to talk about the coffees like we're talking about and getting really excited about it, you need the passion. You need to want. You need to want it. Can- well said. Well you said, need to well want said. it. Does that? No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to be in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I would say, uh, and this is a, this is a sort of, you know, something you said there sort of spiked this thought in my mind is that a lot of the best coffees in the world we actually don't see in Australia. Mm. We do not see like there's coffees out there that we don't even know about. That's that, good. Uh, That's a crazy thought. And you know why? Because there's countries like, and and this is not a criticism anyway. Just like you know. In the Middle East, right, or in and North Africa sort of countries, a lot of predominantly Muslim majority nations don't drink alcohol. So what do they do? They enjoy the finer things in life, coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think it sort of came to mind for me, like, and, and parts of Asia as well, parts of China, Japan, you know, people people who have you know, much more sort of, sort of, you know, their capacity to buy these lots is, you know, far higher. Um, and so... Uh, where it sort of came to mind was in 2018, I went to Brazil, uh, went and watched the World Brewers Cup and World Latte Art Championship and bought a coffee for myself from, from Bolivia uh, while I was there uh, in the neighbourhood. And um, at that event, I forget what it was called, but uh, Deterra Coffee, um, who we will be serving, by the way, that's another coffee, Toby's Estate Great Deterra, segue. they have their own plot. Um, we're going to be serving that at the, co- the pop-up as well as a milk-based and a filter. Um, can't believe I forgot that, but anyway... Here we go, Deterra. Big shout out to Deterra. Um, but I met a guy there called Gabriel Agrelli, who uh, I don't know, forget his position, but he's pretty much Mister Deterra. You know the the face of it. Um, had a cupping there, mind blowing, mind blowing. Had a cup, um, did a cupping at uh, Carmo's Coffee in um, near the Munta Chiquira region of Brazil. Just, just truly unbelievable stuff. But I'm like, well, shit, I didn't know about this. Where, where's this been? We don't even see it here. Like a lot of the best coffees are being sold to some of those uh, countries where you know they've got big spenders and you know, you know, absolutely. Because you think about Australia as an economy and it's small fry compared mm. to you know most of the developed world. Or mm. thirteenth well, ranked in the OECD, I believe. <laughs> Which uh, you know, not bad. But <laughs> when you're talking about scalability, yeah. it's you know our buying capacity. Even though you know we sort of. Developed this reputation yeah. for you know the coffee and dining scene in our sort of our, our major cities here. Mm. It's really you know it, it's 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 a different kind of space and and there's yeah you talk to some of these people that um, like Brazilian coffees you know in general if you if you talk to people within the industry are just seen as like oh you buy a, a classic Brazilian as you know the base for your blend right because mm. it's got those kind of classic chocolatey round mm. you know very understated but you know important notes that you know yeah. make up a blend coffee Bold but it's chocolatey. it's because anything that's crazy and fun coming out of brazil is is being it's, bought and sold yeah, before you, you you even get the, the chance to smell it but you know there's a region in brazil called monte chiquira i just mentioned it there it is like you try you you cup coffees from other regions of Brazil and it's you know low grown uh, you know not a whole lot of a city it's complex it's you know it's high scoring but you know it's a different kind of sweetness yeah but Monte Chiquira is where all the acidity is it's like it's just like the 
you know, it, just think yellow fruits when you think Munta Chikira. Have you, have you tried much of a cow? I have not. Okay, well, Proud Marys do a fair bit of it. Proud Mary uh, by a lot of the best Brazilians that I've seen in Australia. And Nolan Hearth is particularly passionate about that. And Brazil's a bit of a different coffee-producing country because it's like, you know, you, you don't get... Like, you've got a lot of sort of commercial farms where, like, you've got machines that extract the cherries where in, you know, countries like, I don't know, Bolivia or Colombia or Ecuador, you, you've got hand-picked sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a bit different. Um, but... But it's no much, means. yeah, it's much more industrialized there. But yeah, when you brought up the proud Mary thing, it's mm. like you know, I've had but, some coffees from. But don't sleep on it. Like, don't yeah. sleep on it for one moment because they are. And I, I, but I think that that illustrates your point so so vividly is the fact that like you know a lot of people you know in our circles would probably see a Brazil and be like, okay, what I'm going to get here is boring because typically that's the only type of Brazil Brazilian. Um, produced coffees that we've been able to get to our shores have mm. been some of the lower grade stuff in terms of the, their specialty producing, you know, the, the range of specialty coffees that they produce over there. So, oh, th- there's a lot out there that it's that you know. I mean, there is. It's not. It's not the uh, one that we were talking about, but there is a cup of excellence number one from Brazil. Up oh, Fazembonyadin. Mm. Oh man, I remember this shit. Uh, yeah. Look again. Uh, one of the uh, one of the few highlights we had from that you know egregious lockdown period <laughs> was us sitting in in our pajamas across the table <laughs> from one another, just sucking down these amazing coffees. Yeah. Being like, and look, yeah, you're right when you say like Proud Mary's uh, ability to purchase and produce amazing Brazilian coffees is like just one of the things mm. I miss most about Melbourne. To be honest, is the how often you get to drink a really delicious Brazilian coffee. And I should mention, uh, probably like good time to break the news, actually. I'm moving back to Melbourne. <sighs> I'm moving back. You know, like I've, I've come back for a year or so. And I'm, the prodigal yeah. son returns. Oh, you know, I just miss it. But also, you know, I'm, you know I've been living with my family for a year. I think I needed a year away. And yep. after, you know, everything everyone's been through in Australia, I just, you know, I'm really glad I came and, you know, sort of stayed up here and lived back on the central coast and beautiful part of the world. Um, oh, isn't it just? Oh, sensational. So I'm, um, but I'm moving back to Melbourne soon. And, uh, you know, God damn it, I'm exciting. And I should mention, I've got a pop-up plan for Melbourne after the Melbourne International Coffee Expo, which is also hosting the World Barista Championship. Oh, this is a hot take. Here okay. we go. Oh. Right, so we're, we're, I'm planning something. I'm planning something. Because, you know, the world, like the whole world's going to be in Melbourne. And I think, and this is actually, this is something I, I wanted to mention on this podcast. I think that as a country and, you know, for Melbourne as a city, we've damaged our international reputation immensely in the past two years. You know, we closed the whole border so that no one could come in and no one could leave and, you know, put implemented lockdowns that have really hurt the coffee industry, really hurt the coffee industry and really hurt the arts industry, which you guys are yeah. uh, a part of as well. And uh, my message to Australian coffee roasters, Australian coffee produ- uh, pro- uh, professionals is that we need to work together in this period and showcase the very best of Australian. There is, there is no like we shouldn't be going roaster against roaster. We should be just Team Australia, restoring the yeah. international reputation of our country and of our fucking city. Because this, like, specialty coffee is the backbone of Melbourne. 
People won't want to admit it, but we are the but backbone of that well entire Well said, city. because I, I, that's that's one thing I say to everyone that, um, you know, I, I discuss, you know, you know, when you meet someone, they're like, well, what do you do? And, you know, you work in coffee, and especially as someone, you know, with a background in engineering, they're like, well, what, why are you working coffee? I'm mm. like, well, because I love coffee, and mm. also it's one of the few things that feels truly Melbourneian. Mm. Like, if you mm. grew up in Melbourne... You know, it's kind of known as a multicultural epicenter, and there's you know lots of stuff going on. It's a young city by mm. by global standards. There's not a whole lot of history there, but the one thing that it's known for, and the one thing that you know you know you're going to get a really you know good expression of is coffee. Mm. And and so that's you know someone that grew up in Melbourne. It's something that I'm genuinely proud of. So I, I yeah I, I echo I, that I, sentiment. I, I'm putting the call out there. Everyone needs to, you know, remove the it's us versus them mentality against us other Australian roasters. We Absolutely. Should work, should, for, for one weekend, one week only, <laughs> just put all the differences aside and work together and restore the international reputation of our country and specifically that city who probably we endured the most lockdowns in Melbourne. Uh, oh, but man. like We've and, gone through some lockdowns. And, and, and it's just... It's just you know, forgetting all that, like we, I just, we need to. I want to. I want the world to see the very best of Australia, and I'm thinking every single coffee roaster, machine company, whatever. If you got to stand at mice, put all your differences aside. This is put Australia first, you know, and yeah, Australian industry yeah. first, and you know, uh, like I'm a proud Australian, but not in the sense that like I think people have forgotten what it means to be a good Australian. Like uh, uh, there's people that try and hijack the narrative. Oh, it's this sort of white judo, like Christian sort of image, but it's not. We're the most, we're one of the most multicultural places on earth. And I think we need to embrace that. And that's, that's the Australia I'm proud of. And, and that's, and like, I feel like we've forgotten that in the last sort of five years, we've just changed governments, which I think has been good for the sentiment of the country. But I think we should embrace the multiculturalism because we got like you think about we're in the inner west route now, right? So you got these brilliant Vietnamese communities, Lebanese communities, Middle Eastern communities in Melbourne. You've got the sort of in the sort of Abbotsford area, you got the Vietnamese community. Well, even if you think about like you know coffee in general, like it wouldn't be what it is in Melbourne if it wasn't for the expat Italian community. Exactly, and and the Italians, the Greeks, and like we've just got so much to be proud of, and it's like you know. The, I think one of the best parts about the Australian coffee industry is right now is that the influences we have from Asia. We've got Korean baristas, a lot of them, Japanese baristas, Chinese baristas, Chinese. and they they like I love you all. You know, they you, you make you help make this country what it is, and uh, I feel like we need to celebrate part of that too. Well, they just—they just—they're part of the social fabric of this country, and you know, hundred like, percent. And you know, there's a lot of conflict going on between countries and you know different countries now. And uh, I mean, in coffee, we forget about that. We're all coffee, but you know, that—that's the Australia I'm proud of, and that yeah. I want to represent at this mice. Well said. I agree with that. Yep, I—I'm I, hundred percent behind all of the things you just said, and I'm I, from for me as well. I'm very excited for mice because despite living in Melbourne for. All the years that I've been working in coffee, never got to work. Well, never got to work. Never got to go to mice because I was working usually. I was, I was on bar. Are you planning on going this year? Yes. Um, a little birdie told me that geese and roses is going to have a stand, so mm. I might be there on behalf of those uh, lovely Dutch gentlemen. So okay. should be should be a fun mice all around. Also, World Coffee events. 
Can't. Yeah. Oh, World Brewster Championship is going to be the there. Yep. Can't can't skip over that. All so. right. Well, actually, we should touch on that. So um, the we haven't had the nationals yet in Australia. Yep. Um, we've got the Brewers. We've got the Barista and the Lartout Lartout and the Cup Tasters. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about Barista first. My top three. Oh, I'm going to have to go top four. So, you know, you've got Anthony Douglas from Axel, mm-hmm. looking brilliant right now. Um, you know, I think, honestly, you know, I hope none of the other competitors take this the long, long way, but I think he's the guy to beat. Um, and uh, he's he's been second twice or something. He's been right up there. He's hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> he's brilliant. Uh, he's hardworking and he's got a good team around him. Don't sleep on him this year. Then from Oni, you've got Angus Mackey. Um, and I've got to give a uh, – I, I almost get emotional thinking about this because this guy has been through the fucking ringer. You know, I, I, won't, I won't go into details why that's his story to tell, but this guy has overcome almost more than any other barista has in, you know, anything ever yeah. to get back to the stage and, you know, you know win competitions. and Truly moving. Yeah, truly moving. I'm not, that's not my story to tell, but he's – you know, if you're – Watch Angus Mackey this year. Then there's Isaac Kim. Isaac, uh, lovely guy, turned down a career as a doctor, like literally was studying medicine, and to get into medicine in Australia is one of the hardest things to do ever. He turned down a career in medicine to become a barista, and he's like, he's formidable. Do not sleep on this guy. Can make coffee. He's the head of retail for Honor as well. Um, You know, know, watch out world. That guy is coming. Uh, and then there's um, the guy who doesn't eat enough, Gabriel Tan, uh, Mr. Skinny, too cool for me now. Um, <laughs> so, and watch him too. First he competed up, but watch him. Don't don't sleep on him. Works with Vinanciano. I mean, he's he's a very capable guy. Rose Coffee. He's like 20, 12 years old, but like just does his thing. He's great. So they're they're the guys to watch this year. Uh, and all the other competitors, you know, you're, you're doing great. Uh, but I'm sorry, but I've got, I mean, I've got to give a top four. And yeah. yeah. Them. Um, so I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah. I mean, also mm, seeing, okay, seeing how, yeah, yeah, a couple of those characters uh, performed at the regionals. Mm. Um, yeah, there's people, they, they, they're going in this year. They've been de- deprived of competition for a couple. So, mm. you know, they've, they've been hunkering down, mm. developing that routine, really, you know, refining mm. that passion mm. and yeah it definitely shows and, and i think we're going to see some really interesting things and hear some really interesting things i 100%. think 100 and i did to be showcased and i did say before that i would touch on my <laughs> showing i've got a i was about to ask you about this okay oh, go on ask me how did it go <laughs> terrible i got disqualified <laughs> from my last competition and you did but you know don't let that stand in the way of what was a really well put together. Time routine. is merely a construct. But, but you know what? <laughs> understand that. But right? You know what? It just happens to be a construct that will get you <laughs> disqualified. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I have no one else to blame but myself. I did not put in the effort that other competitors did, and I didn't. I thought to myself, I can do this with you know nine days preparation. And I arrogantly thought that would do well, and I fucking got clapped for it. And you know, it's been the most like I was very depressed for like two weeks after it. And it's been a very humbling experience that I, you know, have grown from since then, um, and will grow from again. And you know, like you know, I just can't wait to get back and just correct that error. 
So I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty disgraceful effort by me, and I you know I felt bad because you know Sam Cora roasted this beautiful Bambito Estate Geisha for me, oh, and, and wasn't it beautiful? Oh. It was sensational, and you know unbelievable. I, I didn't feel like I gave it the coffee the the coffee the justice it deserved and i don't know for me it's like you know you you when you're doing that you're representing the farmer as well and i've really felt like you know i i felt bad for that i you know didn't place using bambito estate cuz you know all you have to do is make the coffee and you know it just you win like it, that's how that's how i felt about it it was just <laughs> yeah. so good but you know i you know We'll get there eventually, but, you know, I just, uh, you know, I had to own that and, you know, I'd take responsibility. I didn't put in the effort that I needed to and it, you know, I got the result I deserved. Yeah, but I guess for anyone listening that doesn't, has never tried to compete in, in, in a barista competition before, not only is there a lot that goes into it, but it's like finding the time, nay, the resources to, to actually prepare adequately for one of these competitions mm-hmm is no no mean feat. And, I mean, if you're lucky enough to to, to work with or for, uh, you know, a roaster or a, another coffee company that will, will help you with some of those resource requirements and, and you know, give you the ability to, to be able to do that level of prep before you actually go into competition, then, you know, hats off and all the rest of it. But if you're old Kirk Pearson out there in the frontiers <laughs> rocking it solo... Fending off the old Riverina phone calls oh. mid, mid, mid set prep. You know, I think given, you know, like all of the. Don't be the, the too hurdles, hard on yourself. Yeah, man. exactly. All of the hurdles that you, you probably had to jump to get just to that regional competition, you know. Yeah, That's off too, yeah. I reckon, I reckon you got done in on a technicality and, and yeah, the routine man. was still grouse. I think everyone enjoyed it and everyone learnt something from experiencing it and that's the most What's important thing. What's 15 minutes anyway, man? Yeah. <laughs> 16. 16 is the, the number where you question yeah. here. I wouldn't worry about 16. it. Oh, I wouldn't worry. Uh, <laughs> it's a Brewers Cup, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of, though, there's some fierce competitors oh, in the Brewers Cup. Jesus Christ. And... and I had this meme that I posted a few years ago. It's like all these guys at a land party, and it's like five minutes before Brewers Cup, and everyone's just logging on. Is that? It's hard to get a ticket to even get into Brewers in Australia. So um, you know, lots of Brewers competitors. But um, who are the guys to watch this year? Well, uh, last time I sauntered down to on a Marrickville, I, I noticed Sasha Sestic doing his routine mm, in the back there. Sasha so Sestic. He's definitely mounting a uh, pretty. Pretty fierce attack on the on the title. Yeah. Um, can I just have? Can I just interrupt you for a second there? Like Cal just went to pour himself another wine, and there was no wine left, and I just heard that. <laughs> so he's getting another beer right now. Uh, uh, yeah, he is. He's got a few beers. Uh, excellent. And, um, and yeah, off mic. Uh, Kirk's just just sniggering, laughing through my <laughs> impassioned speech about how I think he did a really good job. I couldn't help myself. That was too funny. Um, I'm sorry. But you know, uh, we, I we, really thought that was a simple. Uh, I, I was I was really trying to keep the train on the track for <laughs> that wait, one. Wait, 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 before you open that, let's all open it into the mic on three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cheers to that. That was that was a good opening. That was a good podcast yeah. right there. All right, so we just mentioned who did we mention? Sa- oh, Sasha Sesti <laughs> and Gage Rhodes. If you're listening, um, drinking a nice XPA by Gage Rhodes. If you want to sponsor a coffee podcast, yes. yeah, we don't is. talk about beer at all on this podcast, except if we're drinking it. If we're and drinking that's my it. sales pitch. And hashtag tell two friends. Tell two just friends. reminder: we went we went there at the start of the podcast. Yeah. We still need you to hashtag tell two friends. Tell two friends. Tell two friends. 
Um, all right, next uh, in the Brewers Cup, we've got. Let's go. We'll, we'll stay on honor. Honey is out. Oh, really unfortunate watching him at the regionals because there were some pretty egregious technical difficulties. And I, bro- I, I actually messaged him and apologised because I broke some cups during his routine. And I was like, <laughs> he looks up, like I, was, I smashed some cups and I was like, oh, shit. Huh? But my God, his routine, I think, was the one I remember the most from that day. And you know what? He... Um, he he's really impressive because he got he made some cups and I went to his, I stayed at his house a few months ago uh, when I was on a business trip to Canberra and um, there was and uh, he kindly let me stay at his house and he's like oh drink from this drink from this side he's got these built these cups they got like a thin lip on one side and a thick lip on the other side so you can like sort of get a different experience of the wow. same coffee of the same that's, cup that's cool a, a really clever idea and I, I think um, you know. Don't sleep on him either. He used a, a leader estate natural geisha. Mm. Didn't probably get the result he wanted, but I like that. I mean, in, it's a delicious coffee. It's a delicious coffee, yeah. but you know, Brewers Cup is a bit of a different game in Barista. I feel like in Barista, you got like four guys that you're like, yeah, well, they're going to make out the podium. In Brewers, it's like you can be a first year better and win. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, like, don't sleep on him either. He's he's uh, he's come for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, out of there was a lot of honor representation obviously for Always is. for the for the regionals mm-hmm. because you know this is that that was their regional competition to win right mm-hmm. um i mean outside of that you've got um devon long yep mm-hmm. always up there exactly mm-hmm. and uh you know so i think it it's it, it's like i was saying before i think you know there's there's a lot of com- competitors that are hungry there's some first time entrants that you know really want to make a statement and um, I think we're going to see some really interesting things come September. And then we've got uh, Harry Coe, uh, green guy, uh, who works for Bennett's Coffee, which is a green bean trading company, used the same coffee that Anthony Douglas used, the El Diviso Anaerobic Natural Sidra. Um, by all accounts, well, he obviously won the Brewers Cup, so it must have been pretty good. Mm. Uh, it must be decent. So, I mean, he's another guy to watch. Yeah. Um, did David Train compete this year? I, I didn't see, but... Well, he's always, you know, up there. Um, I can't remember some of the other Brewers competitors. Who else is up there? I'll, I'll be honest. I Halfway through the Brewers portion of the, the day, I had to skedaddle. Yeah. I had bigger fish to fry. He's a busy man. So I told myself. to fix. <laughs> um, latte art. Pretty uh, sure we had a gig that night. That's why. <laughs> Oh. That, that checks out. Okay, well, latte art. You got to. Um, um, I won't. Uh, I don't know too many latte art competitors this year, but there's a guy called um, Jayun Kim who uh, won the um, Baris, uh, the latte art champion in the Southern Regionals. Um, works for San Ali. Uh, a great guy, and I'm very proud of him because he's someone that he didn't really play. He didn't really do too well, or like he did well because he competed. And if you if you compete, you do well. If you compete, you achieve something because you went up there, you put yourself out there, and a lot of people sort of pussy out before the day and withdraw. But if you get up there and you put something on stage, you're a winner. Yeah, but you got to defeat the, the shakies. Yeah, you got to defeat the shakies. But you know, he's come from you know someone who's ranked lower and he's worked his way up to yeah. winning a competition. That's you know that that deserves you know some some respect. So, and I've seen that guy work from year to year. Great guy. He also did cup tasters. Now let's go to cup tasters. Cup tasters. Um, I don't even know who the guy who ranked number one is, but there's a guy that works on a um, Marrickville, Young. What a D- man, DJ Young. I got to give him a massive shout out here because mm. whenever I see him, he's like, "Oh my god, it's Mister Sub Zero." I'm like, "Oh shit, you've 
really inflated my sense of self-worth. But, you know, go. It could he's, be just you. A, he's just a gentleman. He, he sorted is. me out with a, with a um, Kinto carafe recently, just out of his... The goodness of, the his, goodness heart. of goodness his heart. Goodness of his heart. Uh, if, you're, if you're ever in Sydney, go so young, uh, I would say. But, guys, we're, we're sort of getting to the um, – it's been one hour and 27 minutes now on we the podcast. We could talk for another two, I think. <laughs> I could. Easily. But, you know, I reckon we'll, we'll, we'll park it here for a bit, but we need some concluding remarks. I'm going to start with Cal. I just am so excited to be able to put my own barista skills on display – for you at Sub Zero on the fourteenth of August. Are you going to do some ass twinkles? Like are you going to get some like ass jiggling moves oh, out there? Also, I yeah. This is my closing remark: is that I will take full control of the music, and you're going to hear songs that will make you feel like the coffee tastes even better. Uh, it, it's a multi-sensory yeah. experience. And, and uh, like, can we expect some Bee Gees? Oh, yeah. Oh. Bee Gees, Abba, as, Toto. As you know, I'm a massive, massive Bee Gees fan. You know, uh, you might even get three-part harmonies from Pistol and I simultaneously can, as we're making coffee for you. Can you can you sing falsetto? <laughs> All right, so we're going to get some falsetto going there. Um, I'm really excited for that. Um <laughs> Look, it's going to be fun. You know, falsetto, bit of ass jiggling. You know, you're going to be wearing those. Water. At least ten stacked tulips, perfectly and symmetrical. And you're going to have one of those brilliant Sub Zero Rayon shirts uh, on as well, which will be for sale, by the way. So you better get one at Sub Zero. Um, all right, thank you, Cal. Been lovely to have you on the it's podcast. Been a pleasure, Pistol Pete. Hit me. A final remarks. Uh, yeah, again, echo echo that same sentiment. Mm. Stoked that Sub Zero is coming back. Mm. Stoked that you're going to be able to take this down to Melbourne. Mm. You know, watch this space. Watch mm. this space. Yeah, and beyond. And beyond. And beyond also. Oh, jeez, just teasing them right at the end. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's why we love you. That's a, that's a juicy, juicy little tidbit. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think just to, just to leave things on a, you know, nice positive note. Been a tough time. A lot of people talking about some terrible economic things. Inflation, recession. All of the above, but you know, we coffee people, we're going to be still be out there. We're going to be drinking it. We're going to be making it, and I think you know this is going to be a good thing. That's all I can say. I think this is going to be a good thing. Well, I might, uh, I might have some concluding remarks of my own here. Superb. There is no one better on this planet than someone who listens to the Sub Zero podcast or goes to a Sub Zero pub pub. In my opinion, there, you are the most high quality person that is on this earth because. You know, I, don't, I I really do not do this for money. I do this for love, and like I I really I really don't think that I'm a brewing expert. What I do well is get good coffee and good people in one place and serve it. And um and like all of you are just the best to me. And I just cannot wait to see you all again. Like it's just I'm actually just like so excited, like foaming from the mouth just to just to serve you coffee again. And just to just to release this podcast and get this community going again, and there's just we we're talking about uh, just before we started the podcast. I think it's like something like we're looking at the the analytics of the podcast, and it's been listened to something like ten thousand times. And I know that's not like much compared to other podcasts, but to me, that yeah, you know, people on ten thousand separate occasions would sit down and listen to this podcast is just mind blowing. And I uh, you know I can't thank you all enough. But you know, having said that, 
Hashtag two friend rule. Um, so, like, I'm just so excited to sort of be doing this again in a limited capacity. I've got so many more podcasts that I want to work on in the future. And, you know, I, I really hope that we can just get this going consistently again. And I, I, I am very thankful to you guys for being, one, great friends, but helping me out uh, with the Sub-Zero and then coming on the podcast as well. So I really appreciate it, guys. Always, man. And you know what? On that note, all of you listening at home, and yes, I'm talking to you, what you should do is, we, we should all say it on three. One, two, three. Stay, Stay cool. cool.